Hey, 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 you're now tuned in to Underdog Talk. I'm your host, Eric Jones Jr., the underdog with the heroic heart, and I have conversations with successful underdogs. And today I have Miss Eileen, uh, money coach for moms. That's a little inside joke I just got from her. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. How are you, Eric? I'm doing all right. Uh, tired, even though the week hasn't really started because kids haven't been in school. I'm a teacher, so... Yeah, I don't know. I got to get it together before School tomorrow. started a month ago. It's yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm a kindergarten teacher, so yeah, it's it's not all that. I mean, it's it, I love it, but then it's draining too. So yeah, I understand completely. Yeah. So before we get into our conversation, today's episode is brought to you by Christian Dewan, my personal brand, me and my son. Uh, if you use the promo code underdog talk, you get 15% off. We have t-shirts, hoodies, um, sweatshirts, uh, underdog is spelled U N D E R D A W G talk and use that promo code. You get 15% off. So you're the money coach for moms. So I asked, you know, ask some moms some questions like, Hey, what's some of the issues you deal with, with money? So I got a couple questions. Um, from moms or, you know, I just might have some questions because, you know, I, I need to learn about money myself. So before we get into that, you got a divorce. Life mm-hmm. smacked you in your face. It did. What what did you do? What was going on? Like explain, you know, how it started before you became the money coach. OK, well, it all started because of my divorce. And what happened was. When you go for a divorce and you're interviewing all of the attorneys and you tell them how much money you have and they don't say, oh, it's going to cost way more than that, you know, and you're just not prepared. And so I would say, look, this is how much I have and I don't have any more. And they, no one said that won't be a problem. Well, it was a problem. So when I ran out of money, which was very quick, the attorney's office and their accounting department was, they were just harassing me, harassing me, telling me they were going to stop services and seize everything that I had and do all these things, these crazy things. And not once did they say, oh, it won't be a problem. So I had to sell my house to pay for my divorce. I had to get a new job at the time because I was working with my sister-in-law and she was trying to make my life miserable at work. So I had to leave and I had a great job. So I had to find another great job. And then my son and I got into a really terrible car accident all at the same, this was all happening at the same time. And we both ended up in the hospital and my car was totaled. And this was all happening at the tail end of a bankruptcy. And so at the end of my divorce, when everything was said and done and final, I received an envelope in the mail from my attorney's office with a check for $347. And that was all I had left in the world. And they took everything that I had. I would have gotten tens of thousands of dollars from the sale of my home, but they took all of it. And so I had to start over. I had to get a new house, a new job, and a new car. And I had $347. So I had to get scrappy. And I figured it out. Right. And I, I, I had it, I got it done. Right. I got the job. I got the car. I did all the things, got the house still in the same house. I really love this house. I'm renting and I highly recommend renting (laughs) depending upon where you live. But 
just for ladies, the house comes with a handyman. So it's very helpful <laughs> when you're a single mom. So what happened was after a while, about a couple years after my divorce, I bounced back very quickly. I had nothing. And then all of a sudden I had a fully funded emergency fund. I paid off my six-year car loan in three years. I had this amazing job that thankfully I found through networking and all of my debts were paid off. I was completely debt-free. Everything was just seeming to come into place. And now I'm also on track to retiring early, which I never ever in a million years ever thought this would happen. So all my friends started asking me, what are you doing? How did you do this? Show me. And so I started helping my friends with their money. And then little by little by little, they were referring people to me and say, Eileen can help you. Eileen can help you. And then I started charging and it turned it into a side hustle and then a business. And then all of a sudden now here I am, the money coach for moms. And it's it's been amazing. And I, I get to help women every single day. And it's not only the women, it's the kids too. So along the way, I was teaching my son. My son, when I got divorced, was five years old, and now he's 10. And he now knows more about money than most adults, which is the most incredible thing. And he is now set up for life so that by the time he's my age, he's going to be a multimillionaire. And he has no idea how blessed he is. No idea. And they don't teach money in school, right? We don't learn about money in school. We learn about money from our parents and from our environment. And that's it, right? And we take it all on. So when we're between the ages of zero and seven, that's when we learn, right? That's when we get conditioned. And that's when we learn about everything, not only money, just everything. So everything that we're learning is just going into our subconscious. And then we just live that way automatically, unless we're aware of it and we change it, right? So we get our money story, <clears throat> excuse me. So our money story develops from the time when we're little and it just keeps developing on and on and on and on. So this is where the things come into our mind of rich people are greedy and money doesn't grow on trees and this and that and the other thing. And we hear all of these messages. And even one day my son said to me, which was crazy because these words have never left my lips. And one day he said to me, hey, mommy, rich people are greedy and mean, right? said, I don't want to turn out, I don't want to be rich because I don't want to turn out like that. And mm -hmm. I said to him, where did you hear that? Because I never said it. Where did you hear that? And he told me he heard it on a cartoon. And so you see, it's just everywhere. It's everyone's money stories circulating around in the environment. And we're just hearing things. And it's just like, pow, 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 just like hitting you and living in your body unless you're realizing that this is the way you're operating. Right? And so because of this, people think of money as just being hard and unobtainable and out of reach and for someone else. And it's not. Money is so easy. And I never thought that it was until now. Now I've, I've created a complete system that just makes it fun and easy. And anybody can do it. My 10-year-old can do it. <laughs> it's amazing. And it's because there's so much stuff out there. There's so much information. You go to Google University and you're just overwhelmed and bombarded with all this information that makes no sense. And then you just look at it and you get overwhelmed and you exit out, right? And you're like, whatever, no money today. <laughs> and then you just don't learn about it, right? Because there really is no formal way of saying, this is how you manage your money, right? So 
what I have found over these years of how I learned for myself, because that's, that's what my goal was. My goal was just to help me and my son, you know, and now it's turned into this amazing business where I get to help people. And so I've created a system where we, we have step by step by step by step. And the really cool thing is that personal finance is personal, right? Everyone's situation is different. So there is no one way to do it. There's the foundation, right? But everyone's situation is different. Not everyone makes the same amount of money. Not everyone has the same lifestyle. Not everyone has the same family. Not everyone has the same expenses or lives in the same area, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So we work with your numbers. So when I work with my clients, we sit down and we look at their numbers. So they have my eyes on their money and we figure out their personal finance, and it's the most amazing thing and the clarity that people have once you actually start paying attention to your money and learning the little steps along the way of, oh, this is what happens when I get paid. I shouldn't just take all my money and pay all my bills and then have this tiny little bit left over and then hope for the best that I have enough left for groceries and gas for my car, right? That's the complete opposite way of doing things. And what we do is we pay ourselves first. And I never really understood what that meant. I, I get it. You pay yourself, for, but how, right? Like how does that even work, right? Because you get your money and it's basically spent before you even have it, right? So it's breaking that paycheck to paycheck cycle. And I'll never forget the day that I got paid and I forgot it was payday. That was the most craziest, surreal day that ever lived <laughs> besides the day my son was born. But I forgot it was payday. It was crazy. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I said to myself, oh, I got paid today. That's right. And then I'm like, oh, whatever. You know, it, it's okay because my bills are covered, you know, because I got out of that paycheck to paycheck cycle of, I always used to say, I can't do it. I have to wait to get my check. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, you know, and now I don't, I don't have to say that anymore. Now the check that I would get today would pay for something three months from now. You know, I don't have to wait. It's completely changed my life and everyone else's lives. It's such a great way of thinking. Yeah. I, I, I love uh, your story. I was sitting here. I'm listening to what you're saying, taking a few notes. Um, but sometimes people don't realize a circumstance, uh, a challenge, something that can um, knock you down is beneficial. If you wouldn't have got that divorce, who knows if you become the money coach for moms because you might not have hit rock bottom. You got a two uh, household income, you know, stuff like that. But it took that. It took them for you to get drained out, all that stuff that happened to say, okay, I got to start over. What the hell am I going to do? And you, you know, you created something just for yourself. You wasn't, you weren't doing it for Susie. You wasn't doing it for somebody at work. You wasn't none of that. You just was like, all right, it's me and my son. All right. I got you. I'm going to figure this out. And now you're helping people all over um, because of something that you did for yourself. Um, so I love I, I love that. I was sitting there like, dang, three hundred and forty seven dollars. Like, you know, that's cool. But then when you think about it, you got a child at the gates. That's like, oh, you that that money's gone because it's going to go to the child. So mm -hmm. I was sitting there like, wow, that, that damn, that sucks because I, I went through a divorce. And when I got um, divorced, I, I was okay. 
got an apartment, wasn't responsible, got eviction, and then life hit. And I was like, okay, what the hell am I going to do? And I kind of similar, I, I didn't stick to my budget, but like after the divorce, it's like, all right, let me get my money in order because it was, she, she handled the bills. She did that. So it's like, all right, I need to do this, this and that. And it helped me to, you know, be in a better spot. So I'm going to go to what some of these ladies said, um, see how, how you can help. It says navigating a budget you set up, but unexpected expenses pop up, how to provide for your kids with little or no help. And then this is one person. And then if you uh, need a place, um, I need a place for my kids, but I also need car insurance. Which one do I pay? Okay, this is a lot of questions in one. So first of all, <laughs> the budget. So everyone hates that word budget because, especially women, because everyone relates that word budget to the word diet. And I'm constantly comparing the two because I also lost 130 pounds over 20 years ago and I was always on the diet. And so the mentality that you have towards the way that you eat is the exact same mentality that you have towards your money. Exactly the same. When you think of the word budget and you think of the word diet, you think of the word deprivation, right? If I have a budget, I have to deprive myself. I won't be able to have any fun and my life is gonna suck, right? And that's what everyone thinks, but it's the opposite. What budgeting actually is, is simply this. You get to tell your money what to do. So. What you do with your money is when you're looking at the whole picture, when you're creating that budget, is you see what's coming in and you see what's going out. That's step one, right? Just look what's coming in, look what's going out. Where is it going? Is it going to things that you're just wasting money on or is it really just things that you really need, right? There's wants and needs, right? A lot of people run to Target to buy one thing come out with spending at least a hundred bucks and you don't even buy the thing that you went for, right? And people are just wasting money like crazy and you're not paying attention. And most of the reason because of that is because money has become so intangible. It's like air, right? You have your plastic card or your phone and that's how most people spend money these days. You don't really even use your cash so much anymore. There's actually a statistic that only 10% of the world is actually using cash right now and everything else, <clears throat> excuse me, and everything else is just digital. So when you're out and about and you're swiping and swiping and swiping and swiping your card, you're not even paying attention to how much money you're spending or how much you actually have, right? So everyone's overspending, first of all. So that needs to be reeled in and just looked at and just say, okay, well, what, what am I spending my money on, right? Do I have enough money to pay the car insurance and buy food for my child? Because you probably do. You make one less trip to Target this month. You know, you probably do, but you're not paying attention, right? So paying attention is really the first step. It's just looking what you have, what's coming in, where's it going? And then you get to tell it what to do. So what I do when I help my clients set up their budgets is take a look at all of those things that you pay throughout the year. 
So it's not just the stuff that you pay every month, like your fixed expenses, like your rent or your mortgage or your electricity and your utilities, your cell phone bill, that type of stuff, right? Those are the things you pay every month, no matter what. And then you forget about all the other things like your car insurance that's due every six months and things like that. Or you have maybe you have a subscription to Amazon Prime and that's due once a year and you're like, oh man, that's due next month. You know, I don't have the cash for that. But what we do is we prepare for that. So you'll always have the cash for it. So you won't have any unexpected expenses that you're not already prepared for, right? We prepare for the expected expenses that you just don't think about. And then we also prepare for the unexpected ones. Like maybe you have a blowout on, on the highway with your tire and you need to get a new tire. 60% of Americans do not even have an extra 400 bucks set aside for an emergency like that. 60%. That's a lot of people. So the first thing that I do with people is to set up what I call a crisis fund, not an emergency fund. It's totally different. We do that too. But the first thing is if you are the person that you don't have 400 bucks set aside, the crisis fund is just one time we, we fill it up a thousand dollars. We have to have a thousand dollars set aside cash for an emergency. You know why? So you don't use your credit card because that's why you're in debt, right? You have an emergency, you put it on the card. You have an emergency, you put it on the card. You keep putting it on the card, putting it on the card, putting it on the card because you don't have the cash. And then when the bill comes, you don't have the cash either, right? So you're just slowly going into debt because you get paid, you get your paycheck, you pay your bills, you have this much left over, you pay your groceries, your gas, you might have enough to go out to eat. And then there's more month left at the end of the money. So you put it on the card. You finish out the month on the card every month. So you get a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And all of a sudden, you say to yourself, how did I get myself in this hole? Right? And then you have an emergency that comes up and you can't, you can't put cash to it. You have to put it on the card. Right? So what I teach you how to do is to set up that crisis fund Set up yourself for success so that you're setting yourself up and you're putting money away every month for those expected unexpected expenses, right? Like the insurance and all those things that you know you have to pay, you just don't plan for it, right? So we plan for it so that there's never any issues. And so we save money at, while we're paying down debt and we obliterate the debt and grow your savings. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I, I love that. Um, it simplified. Like I um, I have a financial coach and he helps with the budget. And it's really uh, like what you said. It's about paying attention. It's like knowing exactly what you spend, like track, track your spending. And once you track your spending, you're like, I spend my money on, man, why did I? And then that's why you can't sometimes do things and go places. Or it's like when you get paid. You pay all your bills. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my hair done. I'm gonna get you know my nails. I'm gonna get a haircut. I'm gonna go get me something to eat. Oh, it's the weekend. I want to go do something. And then you look up. You're like, all right, I'm cool. And then that week before you get paid, you like, oh shit, I don't. Oh man, what's going on? And it's because you don't budget your money. Like when you really look at where your money goes, you're like, all right. But then when you look at the stuff that you go to the gas station three, four times a week, that adds up. You wondering why you don't, and it just is about paying attention, but it's really, it's a mind thing. 
is really like, all right, I can't do this. I know I can't go hang out. No, I can't do this. Like you have to say no to the stuff that's not important until you get there to where you're able to. And it's easy, but it's hard because like you said, it's like, oh, I want to go here or I go to Target or Walmart or whatever you do. Or, oh, I'm going to just get me a shirt for the weekend. And now you got two, three shirts and some pants and you done bought some shoes because you like, oh, I got the extra money, but you really don't. So, yeah, budgeting is definitely um, that kind of summed up everything that person kind of said in there. Like if you make sure that you, you know, know where stuff is going, um, writing it down every day. You got to look at your budget every single day. Like you got to look at it like you look at Instagram. And when you look and when you really start looking at your numbers, you're like, okay, I just got to not do this for a month. And let me see what I can do. And it's, it's kind of that simple. Um, Let's see. You said about the, the crisis, because this person said something about the savings and emergency funds. Like that crisis fund, like that's crazy that you said that. Like 60% of people don't have $400 put away. And it's because we're not disciplined. It's because we're like, ah, I got it. But you really don't got it. Because when you really need it, if you go back to when you got paid to that point, you spent money on stuff that you wanted. You didn't need to go out to eat. You didn't need to go hang out. You, you really ain't have it. And sometimes, like, I think you have to self-assess. Like, like sometimes I sit there and be like, man, why did I, why did I go do that? Why did I spend? And then for me, it's like I spent this money on some bullshit. And I could have invested in myself. I could have set this money aside for this course that I've been wanting to take. But I, it's because I can spend it right now. And that, that's not for just moms. That's for, you know, dads, anybody really. So um, that, was some, that, was, that was some good stuff. Uh, so, okay, you got a mom. She, she's a single mom. She got like two kids. Dad ain't really um, the dad's help, but don't help like maybe she needs. What what would you tell her to like how to start off? What to do? Like um, maybe she don't got her job just barely helping her get, you know, get by. What what would you tell a, a mom that's going through that? Well, I would have to look at the numbers because, like I said before, personal finance is personal. So I could give general advice to her and but I really wouldn't know unless I looked at her numbers and knew exactly how much is coming in and what her bills are. Right. What, 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 it, what is the actual situation? And then we can say, well, just do this. You know, it's like once I can look at it from a bird's eye view and I can see the whole picture, the answer is clear. I have people that ask me all the time, what should I do with my taxes? I don't know. I don't know your whole financial picture. <coughs> right. Excuse me. You know, does that make sense? Right. So mm -hmm. it's, it's funny because you can ask your accountant, what should I do with my taxes? And he'll say, I don't know, go on vacation, do whatever you want with it. You know, <laughs> But when you really come down to it, when you look at your whole financial picture, it depends, you know, like, do you need money to set aside for savings? Do you have money for investing? Do you have money for a vacation? Do you have enough and you're good to go and you could use this money for just something fun? Or do you really need to allocate this money to 
your life. You know, it, it's the same thing with the mom. It's like, it's what happened to me. When I looked at my money picture, I was, I said to myself, what am I going to do? You know, I have, I have this tiny little bit of money left. I don't know. But the good thing is, was that I was able to get a great job. And once the money started flowing, it was okay. But what at first I wasn't really, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was just spending like I usually did, you know, at, at first until I realized it was more month at the end of the money. Right. And I was saying to myself, oh no, I'm racking up credit card bills again. This is crazy. Right. So it's really the awareness. That's really step number one to anyone that has any money questions, awareness. Go just look. Look at your bank account. Look at how much is coming in. Where is it going? Look at your credit card statements. Look at what you're spending your money on. Is there a pattern? Are there subscriptions that you might have that you haven't used in forever that you could just cancel? Is there something that maybe you do use, but you don't really need it? So you can cancel it or pause it for a little bit. Take that money and save it, right? There's so many different things that you can do just by looking without even really making a ton of changes, right? Just by being aware what's coming and what's going out. What is your interest rate that you're paying on your credit cards without even paying any attention to it? You get the bill, you pay it, whatever. I'm paying 25%, but I don't even know that. <laughs> and are you paying less on your payment than what you're actually being charged at interest? Because then you're really getting nowhere fast, right? So it's just these little things just to get yourself started, just to know, just be aware. What is your financial picture, right? Are you saving? Are you investing? Are you doing these things? Because no one teaches you how to do this. And the thing is with, with shopping, Eric, what you were saying earlier is like, why did I buy that? You know why? Because it's the same thing with eating. When you go out to eat and you have something high fat or high sugar, you get that dopamine hit, right? And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, that's so good. I can't, oh, I just need to keep eating, right? Because you just feel so good. It's the same thing with spending money. Every time you spend money, you get that dopamine hit. You feel so good. It's an addiction. It's like a drug, right? So you you spend, you feel good. It's like the retail therapy people talk about. You spend, you feel good. You spend, you feel good. You spend, you feel good. And then all of a sudden, you feel guilty when you get the bill. Same thing with the food, especially I know for me, right? I eat too much and I feel guilty. <laughs> Same thing, right? So it's, it's all in your mind. It's the dopamine hit. It's all of these things. So just being aware. Look at what you've got. Look at where it's going, pay attention to what you have going on, and then you can get yourself out of it. It's, it's so easy once you know what's going on. If you're not paying attention, that's when you say it's hard because you, you're not paying attention. You have no idea what's going on. But just that's simple. Just take a look. Open your apps. Just take a peek, you know, and then you'll, you'll have a clue. And then it'll just make things so much easier. Uh, I, I love that. I love that. So before um, we get into uh, what, like what, like what you're coaching and all that is, uh, can you be, you don't have to be, you know, tell us the whole story, but be to transparent to where somebody can really like understand what you're saying. Like, you're not just saying this to say it, like you actually done it. Like when you got that divorce, when you, uh, you know, you, you got in your situation, you got a new job, you got a house, now you got your own bills. Like what are maybe like two or three things that you did 
that you actually did to like change your situation? Like, you know, how, like just be a little transparent so people can understand like what you're saying is not just, oh, I, I, well, I did this, I did that. Like, what did you do? Okay, well, the first thing I did was I borrowed money from people because I had nothing. My savings account literally was zero and I needed to borrow money from people. I sold stuff. I went through all my stuff. I had whole, just about nothing left. I just sold everything. And I just got as much money as I possibly could so I could get the down payment for well, my security deposit and the first month's rent for my house, right? Food, my new car, I had to put a down payment on that too, all the things, right? I did get some insurance money, thankfully, for my car because I was hit. And so it was a whole thing. It was a lawsuit involved. Um, so many things. There were so many variables. But that's what I started doing. And then once I got myself back on my feet, I had to pay everyone back, right? I told them, I said, I'm paying you back. I'm not taking your money, you know, so I paid everyone back. And I set up payment plans with people and we did spreadsheets, all the things, you know, and thankfully no one charged me interest because they totally could have. And so I did that. And then after all of that, I set up a spreadsheet for myself. And some people like to do it on spreadsheets. Some people like to write it down. Some people use apps, whatever. So I just made a spreadsheet for myself. And every time I spent money, I wrote it down. And I would keep track of what was coming in and what I was spending my money on. And for a while, it was in the red. There was always more months left at the end of the money. And I was saying to myself, I don't understand. I'm tracking my money. I don't know where is it going. I'm just watching it go away. <laughs> and then finally... I said to myself, okay, I really need to just get a little bit more, um, I don't, like the word escapes me right now. <laughs> I just need to scale back on some things. So I did. I, I stopped getting my hair colored and cut and all the things. I stopped getting my nails done. I stopped doing all these things that I didn't really need, right? Um, the wax appointments, all the different things, right? The things you really don't need. So I stopped all of that and I took all of that money and I started saving it. And so I just did those little things and that's how I got myself started. And then over time, I was able to pay off those credit card bills. I was starting to rack up again. You know, I paid all of those off and then I was taking the money that I was paying towards that and I was saving it and investing it. And it was just little by little by little by little. And now here I am five years later, and I'm on track to retire early. Whoever would have thought, I thought I was going to be working and like, you know, being with the walker with the tennis balls on it, <laughs> sitting down at my, my desk at work, you know, <laughs> like I'd be working forever. <laughs> so that's, that's the thing we have to think about our future and we don't, no one teaches us to think about our future. And like just my parents, they both had pensions, right? So they didn't really have to really diligently save for their retirement, their pensions, you know, are keeping them afloat and they have health insurance and all the things after they retired, but I'm not going to have a pension. You're most likely not going to have a pension, right? There's lots of companies that do not offer pensions. Some still do. It is very rare. Um, and then the military does have some type of pension and stipends and things like that. But for the most part, we have to save. 
we have to be responsible for our own futures and no one's teaching us how to do it. So that's one of the huge things that I work on with my clients is to show you, first of all, how do you manage your day to day? And then what are you going to do to save for your future so that in the future, you can still have the same fun you're having now. And you don't have to worry about just trying to scrimp and save on your social security that you might or might not get. Definitely. Uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate you being transparent and telling us like, cause sometimes people, you know, uh, have knowledge and they're like, Oh, I read a bunch of books. No, you, you well, said, I, that you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that, that helped you understand money but what i'm saying is like uh you was like oh i was borrowing i was selling this and that and i'm like getting rid of stuff i'm looking like uh do i really need to get my uh nails done with the extra whatever y'all get i don't know what it's called do i need to get my hair done like this do i need to do that and then it's like you're saving that and when you look at it, it's like hey i really do got some money i'm just spending money on stupid stuff mm-hmm. and you just have to realize that and like you said you have to write it down like I got like I gotta be transparent. I gotta do better with that. I gotta and in my calendar. It pops up. I think at like nine something t- around time for me to go to bed to write it down. And I need to be more uh, consistent with that because when you see your numbers, you t- you'll get tired of being in that red. Like mm-hmm. God damn, I can't get out this red for nothing. Like <laughs> shit. Yeah. And but then when you do, you like oh. Then it's kind of like like you said when that check that check come, you like, you kind of ain't dependent on it. And it comes like, Oh, I got paid or you get some extra money. You're like, Oh, okay. Oh, what, when did that get in there? And it's cause you've been, you've been disciplined. And like you said earlier, you gotta be aware. You gotta be um, aware of what's going on, what you're doing. And you also have to like either have someone hold you accountable mm-hmm. or you have to hold yourself accountable for being, for doing what you say you're going to do. So with that, you have a coaching program Mm -hmm. and tell us uh, what it is, like what you do and how, how can it benefit a mom? Because it's, you know, you're a money coach for mom. How can it benefit? Well, I work one-on-one with my clients and we work six months at a time. And so we start and we figure out where you are. Like I said, personal finance is personal, right? So we figure out where you are right now, where you want to be. And then I help you get there. And we set it up. We set up the plan. We start with baby steps. We work on your mindset. We work on your budget. We work on saving, investing, giving all the things. I teach you how to allocate your money. I teach you how to tell your money what to do. I teach you how to save thousands of dollars, how to get that crisis fund, how to get that emergency fund full. I have 12 months of 12 months saved of an emergency fund, right? Amazing. I went from $347 to having 12 months of emergency funds saved, right? Anybody can do it, right? We just need to figure it out, right? So I help you. I sit down with you and help you figure it out. And then for the moms, because not everyone I work with is a mom, but for the moms, I also help you. Excuse me. You're good. I also help you teach your kids. And that's the most important thing because the money story that you have that you've now taught your child right? If you think about that, right? So all the money stories that you've had, you've taught your child or your children, right? So now your kids have the same money story as you, and they're going to have the same struggles as you because they watch you and they see everything you do. 
right? So once they see that now you're fixing your financial picture and then you're going to be teaching them how to do it too, right? So I teach you how to set up an allowance system for them and how to help them allocate their money, how to help them save their money, invest their money, give their money to charity, all the things, right? So they're going to be doing the same thing that you're doing and they're going to do it now. And they're never going to have a problem with money because they're going to learn it now. And it's not too late. It's never too late. I got divorced in my 40s and I had nothing and I started over. I mean, it's not too late. It's too late when you're dead. Like, that's really it. You know, mm. like, just get started. You know, mm. the time was yesterday. You're still alive. You're still here. You could fix it. Mm. I, I love it. I mean, moms, that's that's what she brings to the table. She helps you get to where you need to. Um, simple. Um before we get to how people can reach you, um, you probably gonna say you probably gonna recap something you said earlier. But I need three tips on what what a mom can do that's struggling with money issues right now. Well, step number one is always awareness. I always start there, no matter what, because you don't know where to go if you don't know where you are, right? So, like I said before, open up your bank apps, open up your credit card statements, become aware. That's step number one. Step number two is figure out what's coming in and what's going out. And that's really where you need to start, becoming aware of what you've got, what's coming in, what's going out. Where are you wasting your money? Where can you reel it back in? What can you take from the things that you really don't need and take it and save it so that you'll have it in case you have a mechanic emergency or something that you are like, oh no, I have this emergency and I have to put it on my card, right? Also know what are your interest rates? What interest rates are you paying on your card? Because they are ridiculous, okay? These banks are making all of their money off of you. They do nothing to help you get out of debt. Do you know why? They don't want you to get out of debt. They want you to stay in debt and they want to keep giving you more, <laughs> more credit so that you stay in debt for the rest of your life. Okay, they do not want you to get out of debt. I cannot say that enough. I can say it a hundred times over and over and over. They don't care about your debt. They want your debt. You're paying them blindly every single month. No matter, you get the bill, you don't even look at it. You just pay it, right? Awareness, okay? You could be making this money instead of paying it. You could be taking this money and saving it. You could be taking this money and investing it in your future, in your kid's future. Stop giving it to the bank. Anything else? I can go on. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, know, I, know, I know you can. Um, I, got, I got one tip for the people, for the moms. Sign up to her coaching program. She's going to be able to help you out. She's going to be able to get you to where you need to. Um, I appreciate you. I appreciate the knowledge. Um, sometimes it's you need to hear um, something over again from somebody else that kind of, you know, gets you to like, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that because I know some of the stuff that you said and I need to, you know, be consistent. You got to be consistent. That's one thing. You got to be consistent in everything. But I appreciate you being transparent. I appreciate what you do for moms because I know it's hard for moms. I grew up in a single mother home. I know how I can be. And I like what you said. Like, it don't matter where you at in life. Like, it don't matter if 
you're 60, if you're 25, if you're 30, whatever. And I love that you help moms help the kids because that's very important because like you understand that that's where you kind of get your knowledge from because they, they don't teach it in school. I work in school. They don't teach about money. So when you learn it from your parents, it, it, it just stays with you. Little stuff that they tell you, you remember, and then you start seeing your money grow, especially as a kid. You're like, oh, I got some money. Oh, I, all I need to do is this, this, and that. And it'll help them in the long run, especially being in college. Because if you don't know about money in college, you'll go credit card credit. Lucky for me, my entire life, I'm 36, I've only had one credit card. Like, I'd never done the credit card thing. I don't know why. It just didn't sit right. Well, it just didn't sit right. I'm like, ah, I don't really know. It just, it don't, it sounds good, but I see a lot of people and it, it don't go good for them. Um, before you tell people how to reach you, I need a quote. It could be, you said a lot of quotes today. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I definitely, when I list, go back, I'm gonna be like, okay, I definitely know what I'm going to title this. You said it's more money and it's more money in a month is that more what it, month at the more end month of the money at more month at the end of the money that's definitely mm -hmm. going to be the title but that's not going to be your quote you're not going to try to say that quote and you know get out of here with that so oh, i, I need a quote for you. okay go ahead <laughs> i can curse right yeah you can curse <laughs> <laughs> fuck the joneses that's my quote you know why because all we do is compare ourselves to everyone else on the internet right? The Joneses. We're always comparing. You're scrolling through your phone. Everything is fake. Everything is fake. Everything is filtered. People are not really posting their real lives, right? You're like, oh, look what my husband bought me. We're on this amazing vacation right now. And it's probably like a Zoom filter or something behind. You're, nothing is real, right? And so there's so many people out there that are house poor because they're jealous that other people have these huge houses or these big cars or whatever. You can't afford it. Neither can they. Did you ever think about that? Neither can they. I have doctors come to me asking for my help because they make a shit ton of money, but they have more month at the end of the money too, because they can't afford what they're buying either. It's all the same. It doesn't matter how much money you make. It's all the same. So stop comparing yourself to everyone else. Put your phone down, unfollow people, stop it, stay in your own lane and just be aware of what you've got. And that's all that matters. The Joneses aren't paying your bills. You are. That was a cool quote. I almost want to say skip this episode. You're going to say fuck the Joneses. You couldn't pick any other name. You couldn't think of any other name today. On this, show, it wasn't me that came up with the thing. <laughs> I, know, I, and I know, you know, I definitely, you know, you, you know, I'm a Jones, so I utilize that, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. I definitely tell my son, like, hey, we are Jones, man, like, you know, so I get where you're coming from. But I'm like, damn, she couldn't pick, she couldn't have said no other name. He said, fuck the That's Jones. What it I'm, is. I'm like, damn, you know, I, do you know where it came I'm like, from? Did you not see my last name? Like, I what's know. Going on? I know. But you know what? I say it all the time because it's really important for people to know the Joneses actually came from a comic strip in the 1950s. It was called mm -hmm. the Joneses. And it was about these, this woman who was 
the neighbor of these Joneses. And she was like constantly peeking through the curtains and all the things and just jealous all the time. Honey, I want this. Honey, I want that. Da -da 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 -da. All the things. And that's how it all started and evolved into what it is today. Yeah, whatever. Um, that, was, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was cute. But no, <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Um, I appreciate you. Um, appreciate everything you do. Definitely going to have the links in there for you guys. Uh, for, not you guys, you ladies, because it's probably going to be more moms. I'm definitely going to share this with all the moms, especially the ones that I asked the questions to, um, because this was very helpful. And sometimes you just really got to look yourself in the mirror and say, all right, I need to get my shit together. And that's all that it that's that's all that it is. It's like, all right, I need to get my shit together. And once you do that and you start doing the steps that you said and get you a coach or get you someone that can help you that knows money, that knows a budget, that knows finances, it, that's what you need. Like we have we have to have coaches in every area of our life and money is definitely important. If you don't know nothing about money, you need a coach. You need somebody that can help you because it's not as hard as we think, but we when you don't have that information, it seems like it's hard as hell. So again, I appreciate you. Thank you for being um, coming on the show. Uh, thank you for all the knowledge. And again, definitely gonna uh, have a link for all the moms. And do you have any closing words? I guess you know. I guess I could give you one last closing words, even though <laughs> you know you said fuck the Joneses. <laughs> I totally fucked up, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm just. No, I'm just. See now. Hey, they could have went left. Somebody that was sensitive, and they could have went left. Like, man, skip this. I'm exiting off and all that, but no, I'm cool. I, I know where you're coming from, so <laughs> go ahead. No, I mean, I'm the type of person that I say it like it is. You ask me a question, I answer it. It is what it is. I don't sugarcoat anything. I give you the kick in the ass that you need because that's what a coach should do. I hold you accountable for the things you say that you want, right? That's my job. So I do have a podcast called Moms Who Money. Oh, Yep. And I actually did an episode that came out today. Um, it's all about kids and the kids and money and the importance of teaching your kids. So if, I also have an, an episode where I interviewed my son. So that's really a cool one if you ever want to listen to that one. But um, yeah, so that comes out every Tuesday. I do short episodes for busy moms. And I love my podcast. My website is also momswhomoney.com. And you can find me on all the socials and everything. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I am I at Eileen Joy Money Coach on link on um Instagram and Facebook and on LinkedIn I'm Eileen Joy Moms Who Money. Appreciate it. I totally forgot to have you do that, and I forgot uh, to uh, about your podcast. Definitely, moms, check that out. Especially if you listen to podcasts, check that out. And on that note, peace, one love. I'm the underdog with the heroic card. I'm Eric Jones Jr. I have to keep pushing for my kids. If I give up, what's that leave them with? Nothing. I have to understand that it's bigger than me. That it's not about me when I wake up and go to work. It's not about me when I'm reading and educate myself. It's not about me when I'm practicing my speeches. It's not about me. It's about my family.